Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. This show is for socially conscious leaders, entrepreneurs, CEO founders that have found success but they yet they don't have the ideal life that they would like. And what we're gonna do is bring in concepts and systems so that we can increase business with millions of additional revenue while lowering our work hours, ideally below 40 hours a week. We call this more business, more life. And it's an and, not an or. We don't have to have either or. We can actually systemize this to have both. And those are the concepts we're going to come with each episode. Sometimes we might talk a little bit more about business, sometimes more life, most of the time, both. (laughs) So welcome to the show. Welcome to More Business, More Live podcast. And today we're going to have some fun talking. We're going to dance straight through this podcast. You'll know what I mean after you listen to the podcast. But we are going to talk about how do we reach for our goals and disattach from the outcome so that we can have and achieve our goals with more ease. We tend to hold on too tightly to some of the things that are not serving us and delay our achievement of reaching our goal. And so we're going to share how all of us have changed the way we think so we can release that attachment of thought and desire to be attached to one way, one outcome, and then open up to many different possibilities and ultimately to our success with more ease than we ever thought. So listen in as we dive into personal situations and share how this has changed our life to think in this new way. You see, I've found in my life that many times in my younger years, I would reach for that goal and then I would like hold on and and strive and push through for the way that I thought it would be. Like in a metaphor, like it would be like mapping out exactly how I'm going to get there. And then when the roads are blocked that I had planned to go through, instead of rerouting, I just slam through finding myself in a chasm because the road's gone and my car is stuck in a hole now. But then I still don't stop. Now I dig myself out, ditch the car, and climb up this ravine to get where I'm supposed to go and stay on the road, even though I continually hurt myself. And we would never do that in a car, most likely. I mean, most of us wouldn't do that, I I think, right? (laughs) And the the reality is, Melissa's cracking up at the analogies, but the, the reality is we wouldn't do that with our car, right? Like just drive into a hole and keep going because this is the way I was going to go. I'm not stopping. Versus this is where we want to discuss on saying, oh, that's not the way. Even though I thought it was, you see, I find that so often in life, the way presents itself. And if we allow it and there are better ways to get there. And so now when roadblocks occur, I look at it as a blessing where most of us, and in in my younger years, again, I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Why? I was meant to go down this road. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. 
that road is blocked for me, not to me. It's like, why is this happening to me? No, it's happening for me because there's a better way. I'm not meant to go down that road. And then I find myself going down another road and it might even take a little bit longer, but maybe I was supposed to meet someone on the other road that is going to be a lifelong friend for the rest of my life. How often have detours brought new things and new relationships into my life? And how often have I ended up getting where I wanted to go through other paths? And the reason I want, we want to bring this up today is because too often we get stuck in the, in the mire. We get, too, we get stuck in the way that we thought we were supposed to go. And we're so devastated and attached that we actually take away you know, the joy, we take away all of our, we even, you, we even could get depressed. We could get depressed because we're, we're not getting what we wanted in the way that we thought we were going to. And when you let all that go and you say, wow, this is happening for me. This is not the way I'm supposed to go. And I'm going to go a different way. Then we can allow ourselves to have that thing. And now the things that I wanted, the desires have come in better ways than I ever could have imagined. So this is a simple idea, right? In a way, right? It's like, okay, when things don't go the way you want, it's a redirection in life. Okay, deal with it, right? Like, hey, go do it. But we don't let ourselves do that. So this is where the topic of the discussion comes to our attachment to never give up kind of mentality, which is good. I want to be clear before we open this discussion further. We're not saying give up on your dreams. It's the opposite. We're saying, yeah, drive to that dream, like go for the dream, but allow yourself to change the way that you get there. Allow the how and the, the map to change in just the right ways for you. But it's scary, right? We can all talk about this, but I guess, Stephanie, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out right, out right out the gate here because... This has happened like over the, if we look at the, I mean, if we all look at all of our life, this has been happening our whole life, but then how often do we ignore it? But I think it's been so in your face over the last year and it's not just one thing. It's like everything. It's like, oh, that's not the way. Oh, that's not the way. <laughs> so maybe speak to that. And then maybe specifically on the fears that show up because our initial reaction is not so simple sometimes. Exactly. And it's been so in my face. You're right. And my, my GPS has been constantly rerouting last year. <laughs> it's like, nope, rerouting, going this way. <laughs> and normally that can be frustrating, but I'm grateful for that because there is always another path. And I think it does go back to one of our core values of like following the joy. And like, if something doesn't feel good, then there's a reason for that. Like we're having that feeling of it being depressing or being hard or having the pain because it's not the way that we're meant to go. And so more specifically, when you first set it in that way, and sometimes it's like the lessons maybe we know are in there or we've heard them, but it's like when somebody says something to you in a certain way that just clicks. And so I think when I was looking to buy my house and we had looked at dozens of houses and countless trips in the car to go to the new city that we wanted to live in. And then I found the house that I wanted, the first one that called to me. And I remember you saying, okay, but reach for it. And then just like, let go of what happens next. Like know that it, you put that out there. You said, this is something that I want. 
you put your energy in that in that direction in a good way but then also just sit back and allow what's going to happen to happen without getting so overly connected to the outcome because I think when you do that for one you put all your eggs in one basket or you get your hopes up really high that something is going to happen in a certain way and then when it doesn't it's heartbreaking or that's where that depression or the not feeling good can come in. And then that sort of takes away from your whole experience just in life. Right. And so I think that's what it meant for me. It was okay. There's still life going on around you. So whether you're reaching for a specific career goal or a personal goal or whatever it is, you go for it. But if you're so focused on it and so connected to it or invested in how that might realize then you sort of miss out on all the other stuff that's going on around you so this concept this idea of reaching for something and then just allowing it to come in a way that feels good can bring you some peace like allow you to be present allow you to just have a little bit of freedom in what you do and that might sound like a grandiose way to describe it but it's real because I I just went through that and if I didn't have that I'm definitely someone who likes control and likes to know what's going to happen and so to sort of take that off the table was actually like huh I just sort of feel like you can breathe that's one of the ways that it's in my life lately and it's been such a gift to have that notion Melissa how is there certain things that are popping into your mind like how this shows up for you like what you expect versus what starts to happen. And then maybe even picking on that moment, like how do we let go and when do we hold on? Because we've done both, right? I think all of us on this podcast, we've we've all held on and we thought we were supposed to, but then noticing the collateral damage from doing so. I don't know, what what's popping up for you, Melissa? I think what pops up for me is this, because I, I, I feel like when you're going through transition, you're constantly looking for clarity. And it's like, you know, the destination you want to go to, but you know, you can go to the destination in so many different ways. And there is this uncertainty that creates stress around. It's kind of like when you're navigating, you're in your car and you don't know that you're going the wrong way yet. And so you think you're going the right way. And then you realize that you're at a dead end and you got to turn around and go somewhere else. And so... I feel like a lot of people will call, they'll say, you got to step out on faith. And I'm like, okay, yes, but what does that mean? And how does that feel? Because stepping out on faith can be really scary when you don't always know exactly where you're going. And so to me, it's a process, right? So it's like, I may know where I want to go today. That doesn't mean it won't change, but I'm going in that direction. And I want to make sure that I'm just being clear and intentional about where I want to go, but then really listening. And for me, it was about listening. When I started like my meditation practice, it was like I kept talking, but I wasn't really listening <laughs> to like, where should I be going? What should I be doing? And one of the things I love about you, Steve, is that you tap into such a metaphysical way of of understanding like oh I think I'm meant to go that way or 
I think we should talk about this or I'm having a meeting and it was really powerful. I needed to talk about this specific thing. And a lot of times we're not listening. We don't have enough patience to slow down and listen. So for me, it's more about, you always talk about the turtle. It's like, slow down, be patient, create that resilience, just listen. But we tend to get in our own way. Yeah. I even saw uh, a quote from Sadhguru. He, he's a, a man from India and very spiritual. And he said that so often right now, because of social media, we're all reacting like instantly and we're not pondering. We're not like absorbing it and then coming with wisdom. And he, and that's why he said that as you listen more and you're more patient, you come with more wisdom. And, and, that, is, and that comes in small micro and then huge concepts too, right? Like big macro things. So I think in that, that's how it did. And I wasn't always that way, Melissa. Like I think, and you've known me so long, you saw both sides of me, although we've gotten to know each other a lot deeper in, in the latter years. So we know each other a lot in deeper ways now, but when those early years, you probably do remember like the hustle in me and like the no pain, no gain and sleep is for dead people. And like all those things that I live by, those were like my values. Oh yes. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh. And no wonder I wasn't in tune. No wonder I didn't notice these things. We're too tired. We're too running as a hundred miles an hour. And so how are you supposed to, if you're going like a thousand miles an hour, how do you notice the road sign? Oh, what did that sign say? Did anyone catch it? No. Okay. It could have said road ends in four miles. <laughs> like, like, oh no, we didn't catch that. Oh yeah. Now we're like stranded because our car went off the side of a cliff. I'm lucky to be alive, but our car's mangled. This is how I think we've been indoctrinated. It's not just something that we came out of the womb. And I mean, some people are more active than others. I'm not denying that, that we all have different personalities. But in a way, these sayings trained us. They definitely did for me. I mean, no pain, no gain. That's one of them. I, I thought, well, surely. And that is true, right? Right. You go through a painful situation and you do gain. So you're like, oh, that checks. Okay, so this is real. And then I would seek the pain. I can look back and my girl, I was like looking for painful things so that I could grow. And yeah, it did it work. It does. Yeah. And that's why I think people do it so long. But then the reality is you can grow without pain as well. And, and that's where the no pain, no gain doesn't get my vote anymore because Yes, you do gain in that. So it's that there is accuracy in that, but no pain. That's the part. No pain, no gain. That's the, that now it's becoming to an absolute. And that's just ridiculous to me, really, truly. And going back to what you just said, Melissa, slowing down has allowed me to see the alternative path that's easy, that's got more ease in my life. So when things get hard, when things get painful, when things start to close on the direction, like even, I know we could all talk to this, but doors that we thought we were supposed to walk through closed in our face. And then we're like, whoa, what the heck's going on? Is it me? Did I do something wrong? We start going internal and we start getting depressed and come to find out we weren't even supposed to go through that door. And that's what I want. That's what we want to recognize. So keeping this circle going around for all of us, Giovanni, like how does this show up for you? And 
maybe what I'm getting, like speak to the change, like how you used to make decisions versus how you do now. And I guess I would even say like maybe how you blamed yourself around those things instead of just like noticing that this is happening for you. But yeah, just maybe the process that you've gone through in the past and how that's shifting. Now I just throw a dart at a board for my decisions. Take me where you want to. How's that going? How's that working out? <laughs> like pretty good, you know. My aim's a little off sometimes. I don't hit anything. So. Yes, does that mean you do nothing that day, or like what happens? So you just you just sit there. You just you just sit there until you get another dart in your hand, and then <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm in a smart aleck mood today. I guess we're actually selling dart boards after this podcast. Click the link. No, we're not. Yeah, how's it changed? Like. For me, what was showing up, I think mostly actually when you were talking to Melissa and Stephanie, what came to mind like right away about, was like, was reaching, and I don't know if this is right, but this is just what came to mind is like relationships, like reaching for certain kind of relationships in whatever, whether it's personal, business, everything in between. But something that's coming up about, about relationships, like holding on to something that's not right or hold or wanting something that you think is right, like the grass is greener kind of scenario, kind of thing that's come to mind. And like that reaching and allowing aspect that we're kind of talking about here, like reaching for something you want or not wanting, I guess that can be like another way, right? Reaching for something you don't want. Well, hey, let's talk about that. That's a, a deep thing. I'm going to pause you. Reaching for something you don't want. Like, tell me about that. What talk, talk more about that. I mean, do you mean like, is that something that like, because you thought you're supposed to, is that what you mean? That could, yeah, probably that's probably more likely what it is, right? Like you think, I guess so speaking for myself is, and I might've mentioned this on, a, on one of our previous podcasts and something like that, but the way I used to think, like in my teenage, early 20s, and then shifted from late 20s to relatively recently, and now it's shifting again. So the way I used to think was more like of the flow and like not so outside of the societal norms, but outside of societal norms um of as far as like path and like what i should do and who i should be kind of a thing and then it shifted in to what society what i thought society was telling me to do or how i should be acting and, and things like that and so going for those things that clearly now looking back and i think you can only ever know right looking back if it was right and there's no there's no right or wrong right because the path that you took created who you are today right yeah. Like if you didn't have that no pain, no gain in the beginning of your life, you wouldn't be sitting here telling us, hey, there's another way. So there's no right or wrong. And going through those, like that mind process, like I'm coming full circle again. It's like, okay, the way I used to think of like getting a little bit bigger here, spiritual, right? Whether you believe in a God, whatever label you want to put on that thing. Like I used to think, that there was no, maybe there was one being or entity, power, energy that just casted its, its, it projected itself differently through different cultures, but it was all the same, right? Like it's all one kind of a thing. And then I got away from that. And then 20, 30 years later, I'm kind of back to the same, like it's all one energy, whatever label you want to put it on. It's the same thing um, in my eyes. But I thought I had to switch my, because I was weird or crazy or whatever, because I thought differently than what mainstream stuff was telling me. And so that reaching for something that I didn't want, which was probably connection to more people, right? If you 
if you're the outside person and as humans, we need connection. Like you, not very many people survive without connection, other human connection, right? Like you can, but it's, it's lonely. And, and so being an outsider, sometimes you want that, you reach for something that, that connection that you might with the people, but you get it through going through a different way, if that makes sense, right? There's something that you traditionally wouldn't necessarily want to do. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but. Yeah. So I think, well, it definitely helped me because I just wanted to understand why you would reach for something. And why my first reaction was like, why, why would you do that, Giovanni? But then I too have done that. Like, I know that I've gone for something because I thought that's what everyone wanted me to do or certain people that I was working with at that time, that's what they wanted. And so then to belong, going back to belonging, then we naturally think, okay, I'll do that too. And then sometimes it's painful. And now looking at that and looking back, as you're saying, then I'm like, oh, no wonder that hurt because that wasn't for me. It might be for those people, but it was not for me. It's forcing, right? So this is where going back to the whole premise of this podcast is when and where are we accepting this is the way that it is or allowing instead of being attached, right? So we're attached to an outcome and it's and you're bringing it up in good ways, Giovanni, because there's a reason. It's not just random. It's not like, oh, I'm going to hurt myself today. I'm going to make it really hard and uh, da, 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 da. No, like there's a reason. Like it's like, oh, I want to belong and this is what I'm what I'm seeing from other people around me. And so I'm going to reach for that thing, even though deep down, that's not what you wanted. That's what I got from what you just said. And I think many people can fall into that category. I think all four of us have all done that at periods of our life. Yeah. I mean, what Alan Watts says, like the, one of the meditations we, we do with our clients, Alan Watts says something like, if money was no object, what would you want to do? And like, there'd be more poets, there'd be more artists, there'd be more all this stuff. But then, cause like then people are reaching for money, like I'm, I guess bringing them back. A lot of people reach for money, right? As the main thing, it's like, well, why do you, why are you reaching for that money or what's that amount, right? It's like, I want to live. I have to have this kind of lifestyle. So, I mean, I think everybody in the planet has reached for something they don't necessarily want, but they thought they needed, you know? Yeah. I can't remember where I saw it, Giovanni, but someone just posted it. I think I saw it this week. I might have to try to find it. But they put into AI, like, what's the meaning of life or something? And then it popped out Alan Watts' voice. <laughs> and it was, it was talking about... Uh, yeah, it's like, whoa. I was like, oh my gosh, it's Alan Watts. So that means like he knew. Like, So AI is finding Alan Watts and like falling in love with him too, I guess. So to speak on that though, like what I, the, what's the meaning of life? Because I honor this. I think most people have, excuse me. And I love what our teachers, Carl Bukai, Michelle Master, I think that comes from them. Um, and I've heard of other ways too, but it's like the meaning of life is exp to create experiences and then like, choose once you have that experience right? and you say this too with gratitude right once you get that experience then choose another like creating new experiences like it's it's about creating experiences and living like living life and i think that's what we're talking about right here yeah and that's what alan watts said yeah he said to live what's the purpose of life to live to experience to have it and he's also been quoted to said life is not a journey it's a dance because a journey depicts that there's an end. And then if we believe in spirit, then that's where it's infinite, right? Life does not end when this body ends. This body is flesh. And the reason we're in flesh, that's why sometimes we can be in spirit, right? And we all, if you want to reach for spirit, 
but you, many people have said this before, this is not coming from me. This is from what I've learned and, and through me is that we are spiritual beings living a human experience. Going back to what you're saying, Giovanni, this is an experience. We're in this flesh so that we can feel, smell, taste things that you can't do as spirit. Like when you leave this body and you go back into your energy, if you will, and that goes even biblical or you made in the likeness of God, that to me is energy. People immediately picture like a human as God, but God is energy, right? And you're made in the likeness of God because you're made of energy. Like we're all made of cells. It's the same things that make up this matter. And and this is obviously my belief, then this is why we're here to experience this. So we're here to experience. So that's the beautiful thing. And then if we're here to experience, then goes even more to when it doesn't go the way we thought it was supposed to go, what is that experience and how can we embrace that experience? Because that's the dance that you're on going back to Alan Watts again, because sometimes you're going to have a sad song during the dance. Sometimes you're going to have a happy song, a fast song, a slow song and noticing what song you're in and then embrace that dance and just keep. So then the, the thing is, are you going to keep dancing? I think the other thing, too, is just really learning how to embrace the detours. So when you think about the dance, you think about you're going different directions and you're, you're kind of experiencing it all. But sometimes we're so focused on the destination that we don't realize how much value there is on the detours that we're taking or that you're being led in a particular way for a specific reason. That's where we're being, there's some guidance. Metaphor came into, into my mind, like always, Melissa, but it's like you're doing, a, if you know some dances from like the eight, late 80s, early 90s, or like some of those hip hop dances too, like the heavy D, the heavy D, if you've ever seen that or look it up, if I'm remembering this dance right, it's big, you're sweeping your legs from the front to the back in a big way. But then what if the dance floor gets packed and it's inappropriate to do the heavy D because then you like step on a bunch of people. Then we could change up our dance. We could still enjoy the song. So this is where we lie with some of our own self-conflict. And I call it self-conflict because then if it's like, no, I'm doing the heavy D, get out of my way. Now I have an interaction with all these people. I'm like, you're all taking up my space and I need this space to do this particular dance and now creating all kinds of conflict in my in my life I have to stop dancing so I have to start telling people or I'm gonna dance through it and just knock them over and be completely inappropriate I mean think of all the pictures that you can make in your mind of how wrong this could go or I can just shift up my dance to something else that's uh, more appropriate for the scenario and I think that's where we get attached to the idea Right. And then maybe later, maybe it's going to get so excited, a big circle is going to form and people are going to be jumping into the center. And then I get my chance to do the heavy D in front of everyone. Right. Like that. <laughs> you know, so it doesn't even mean that it's going to go away. Maybe it does. Maybe we are not meant to do that. But then on the other side, Melissa, maybe that guidance means it's just just not yet or not in this place, not at this time. How many other things of guidance could we have? So, and the more that I've ex allowed that, the easier and more happy I've had experience in my life. Uh, I so want to see you do this dance right now. Okay. 
I would if I didn't have these headphones on. You know, it's right. It's really inappropriate right now with the space that I'm in. I might knock some books off my shelf, Melissa. <laughs> I love it. All right, next time we're dancing, remind me about this podcast, and then I'll if it's appropriate. Oh, don't worry, I won't forget. Okay, I'm writing it in her book. So I actually wanted to tell you, like, so on that note of like the whole dancing thing. So as Stephanie put in our our little chat here, that I'm a dancer because I used to dance like latin dances salsa bachata things of that nature and any good salsa dancer knows like it's like you're the dance floor gets crowded and you get there's not much space so you as the lead and, and your partner like you have to be able to pivot on the dance floor because i've been to like they have the common salsa congresses they have them all over the world but it's literally a conference for people to come learn how to do salsa, like come dance, just meet other people. And on the dance floors in the evenings, they have like the big events. They have like live bands that play like 12 minute songs, like no joke, like oh, it's tiring. But like the crowd, the floor gets so crowded and like the really good dancers are just weaving in and out of everybody else. Right. It's like a, it's it's like a dance. I mean, it's a dance. Right. Like, But there's because you have beginners, you have all levels, you have people who are just doing the basics back and forth sideways and then you have intermediate all the way up to like professional to teachers people who are performers and all that stuff and like you just see like just going in and out and like mid move you might be like about to do something and somebody just comes right in front of you and they just pivot and like turn around like so like it's it's a beautiful analogy for life because that's what life is right like you might have at one moment you might have like the whole dance floor and all the space in the world and then all of a sudden it's crowded it's compact. You only have this little space. But if you're creative and you just go with the flow of the music, you can weave yourself in and out. And you can start in one corner of the dance floor. And even if it's packed, you can find yourself, you know, at the other end of the dance floor smoothly, right? You might bump into some people here and there. I've, I remember dancing, like just shrugging my shoulders, like trying to spin somebody, getting out of the way, doing stuff. So this analogy of dancing is like, I think is a great theme. Just like if you allow yourself in life to, kind of be that flexibility and just kind of flow with it and see where it's taking like you're going you want to go forward but there's now two people in front of you okay how can I go around them and still continue on the path or find a different path to that same kind of spot just wanted to throw those two cents in because I miss dancing love that love it I know it's so good hey yeah I guess Melissa put in our our notes here that her husband would couldn't pivot to the left when he was doing salsa. And so I, I immediately thought, okay, so the universe is telling me he only can go the right way. That's so right. He always went the right way. <laughs> That's right. We were like, okay, we can't we can't dance anymore though. Well, you can only go to the right. So Zoolander. <laughs> can't go to the left, honey. We only go to the right when you dance the dance. Right. So let's pause real quick and take a break and we'll be right back. I just want to have an expression of gratitude right now for Pro Audio Voices. They're the ones that uh, produce my podcast and Becky and her team are amazing. And for those of you that know me, I'm all about WOW clients, WOW partners, and Pro Audio Voices is a WOW partner for me. And if you want to learn more, you can go to ProAudioVoices.com and you can learn about them. They also do audiobooks and they're just amazing people. Thank you, Becky. That's too funny. You know, it reminded me of all this, like when you said like kind of weaving through, like it's a dance. I, I remember one of my, I think, was it my son's birthday? 
I can't remember. It might have been, I think it was my son's birthday. We were having it, and my wife's like, we don't have the things I need. Like, I want to do this, this, and this, and I don't have it. And the situation was that we were having these rolling brownouts in, in Northern California, and it was a pretty big deal. Like, it was shutting down businesses, and so all the grocery stores were closed. It was food items that she wanted because she wanted to prepare certain meals that were the favorite of, of our son. And I was like, are you sure we can't do it different? And I could just see in her eyes, she really wanted to make these dishes. So then part of me, so this is actually might be a good example because part of me is wanting to say, is this door closing? Should I, should we not have that? And and this is, it's not super recent, it's years ago now, but it was, I was still more aware. So I was already checking, am I supposed to go? And I could see in her face, she really wanted me to go. And so I said, well, let me make my fingers do the, the walking. So I started calling to see what stores were open and I found two were open. So one was close to her house. So I went there and when I drove and traffic is crazy, like everyone's going to buy gas, buy generators, like people are out of power. We had already had a generator. So we had power at the house. And so I'm driving and it's like chaos. Like if you take away power from people, you can start to see how scared people get. It does take away things. And if you have rightfully so, if you have food at your house and all that, your fridge can't keep it cold. It was kind of, so just picture this kind of chaos traffic. I knew I was going to be gone a long time. So I left in the morning. So I want to get back. So I want to enjoy my son's birthday. So I'm driving. And then that, that supermarket's closed. So I'm like, okay, there's only one more choice. So I'm like, I better call. Maybe they close now too. And they're like, no, someone actually picked up. Like, no, we're open. So I'm like, okay, I drive over there. It's like 20 more minutes away. I drive over and there's no spaces in the parking lot. Cars are down the street. So I like go way down and park my car and I'm walking. And by this time, I'm already feeling anxious and like, oh, like, I don't want to go in here. This is chaos. You know, it feels like apocalyptic, right? Like everyone's going to the store. So one of our mutual friends, Broncar Lee, who's also my my teacher for the Native American flute, I put on his Native American flute album, put my earbuds in, and I had started playing. I was like, I gotta, I've gotta get myself out of this because I'm gonna totally wreck myself in this store. <laughs> so so I put that song on, and then I of course there was no shopping carts, right? Like going in and then okay that's fine so i walk a little further and then there's like an empty shopping cart i look around no one's there so i grab that and then i have a list of course right my wife gave me a list and i'm just what and people are fighting i saw people fighting over some bread and stuff and i'm like just weaving around listening to my flute music i'm just like and that's why i brought this up everybody because i was like felt like that dance floor that you're talking about i'm just going around all of this chaos and i'm just like looking for what i need putting it in there and i'm just like staying with the flute music going around and and the people are arguing all kinds of chaos in the store and i just remember this moment about halfway through my shopping experience I caught someone else and they had headphones on and we both just looked at each other and, and went by. It was just like a moment we both knew like, yeah, we're checked out. We're not in all this chaos. And we did, and I went through, got my stuff. And then I just had to keep listening to my flute music and I was just patient, waiting in line for a while, checked out, went to my car, went back and enjoyed the rest of the day. And that could have been, I know the old Steve won. I would have gotten a huge fight with my wife. I would have said, like hell I'm going right like and then she would have been disappointed and so I could have made that choice 
And then she's disappointed she couldn't make what she wanted. Or I could have gotten really mad at the store, you know? And even my really younger self could have gotten a fight in the store. If someone like bumped or I might have been one of those people in an argument because I was damaged myself, you know? Like I was hurt. So then I would get angry. So I, it's a lot of reflection in that, like how we navigate, especially when you want to, you want to dance. So if you wanted, when you wanted to dance with Pete, you just had to go to the right. You just had to, you just have to go uh, with your flute music or whatever you have to do. But I guess in a way this is because someone, I think what's really important about where we're going with the conversation right now is sometimes you say, okay, we're just going to disattach from the way that we're going to do, we're going to get there. But then sometimes you feel required right? Or you want to do something for someone else that you don't want to do. Going back to what you said, Giovanni, but then you want to give that gift to your wife. You want to give that gift to your kids. Then in in a small way, I did let go. I let go of my, because actually you think about it now, as I'm saying this, I'm even thinking about it and thanks for thinking about it with me. When I had to let go of my attachment to not wanting to go and not wanting to go into that store. So I had to disassociate from that, detach, and just go with the flow. That's such a good call out. I think as we started this call, it's like, oh, if something doesn't feel good, go the other way or abort mission or <laughs> whatever it is. But sometimes you can't do that. So then how do you make things work when there are things that need to get done? Or as you're doing that, I was just thinking like, what is your flute music? Like everybody, sometimes you have to tap into like, what is the flute music for you? when things get overwhelming or when something has to get done, but to keep the peace and to stay on path and to to keep going and keep trying until something is maybe painful. And then there's a clear sign that like, this is not the way. But I think that was a really good distinction or like a call out, just bringing that piece into it because sometimes it's not an option to abort mission. It's not. Well, the other thing I was just going to add though is I think sometimes also like the fact that you had to go to another store, it's like sometimes I feel like you don't know what you're supposed to be there for. Maybe you're supposed to meet somebody there or you bump into somebody that you never thought you would bump into. And all of a sudden something is different. Like your path is now changed or that detour made a difference. Learned a lesson. And what if it's that person with the headphones? <laughs> right. Like I never, I don't know who they are. I don't know anything. I've never seen them ever again, but we just made eye contact and it was so reaffirming for my soul. Like I felt my vibration go up like, oh, you're doing it the right way. Like it was definitely, it, that could have been like God looking at me saying, you're doing good, son. You're doing right. good. That's belonging, right? It's like connect, that connection. Yeah. I think it's that the important part is that even if you're, you are doing something that you don't want to be doing or you're on the path that you don't think you should be on it's it's like what Stephanie was saying is taking them a moment and not having a determined or a set vision of the way it's supposed to go or how it's supposed to be or excuse me because when when we like or the resistance that's like that's what it comes back down is that resistance remember um our teacher carl he does an exercise in in one of the classes he teaches uh, and i think we might have mentioned this before but it's like you lay on the ground and then you have to get up from the ground without using the ground. Yeah, because the ground is what you don't want. So if you 
Yeah, just to add that in there, because then that means you can't use it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the same resistance is like, if you have that resistance with going back to the story, you're talking about the ingredients and stuff like that, you want your wife wanted to get you, if you resist it, like, no, like, I don't, I don't want, no, we're not going to do it. Or uh, then you did, or you, and you still went and you're still like re- having this negative outlook towards it or whatever. Like, I don't want to be here. Like it changes the whole thing, but it, but the way you went with it, right. The, you want the flow of like, okay, like this, we, this is what she wants. Like, I want to help make this a, a great experience for the whole family. I'm going to go through it. And then like, yeah, putting the headset on and listening to the music is just like, okay, like I'm already here. So why make it worse? Right. Yeah. Like, I think that's a lot of times when we're, we get in it when somebody asks us to do something we don't want to do, or our kids are acting up or whatever. Like I'm noticing even with like having the kid now, right. Like resisting what they want. Whereas it's just so much easier to, to let up what I want in place of what she wants or let her kind of figure out and find or find a, a way we can both kind of get what we want, right? Whether it's taking a bath or getting dressed or whatever it is, right? The more resistance I have, the more no I say or whatnot, the more she wants to do what it says. But if I go, if I redirect, right? Then it's like, okay, you want to do that? Yeah, we can do that. Let's let's, let's do this first. And then we can kind of get back to what you want to do kind of a thing. I think that's the same with like life and just general. Like the more you push against that and release the outcome that you think it shouldn't be, then it's life becomes easier. Then it also frees up you the, the ability to choose again, right? Because I think sometimes we get stuck in that, like, no, this is the way it has to be. And we can't choose because all we're, all we're focused on is, is this. But when we release it and let it go, it allows us to then choose something different. And I just one thing to add to that too, that from this whole experience, I'm also looking at the childlike reaction that I, my previous self could have had because it's all like, we often say like children will have an outburst or something to be noticed. And so I just was feeling into that. If I would have went and had a terrible experience, it's almost like saying the words, I'll show you, okay, I'll go do this thing, but I'm going to show you how horrible it is and wait till I come back with this horrible story. It's almost like Again, I'm I'm projecting that thing. I'm going to cause the experience to be worse than ever before so that I can come back and say, "See, I told you." And then and look at what you did to me. And then it really is like that childlike like what about me kind of thing or look at me. And in that scenario, I'm not saying I didn't have those reactions at first. I'm like, "Really? I'm going to go to the store? Really? That's what you want? Really?" How crazy it is out there, right? I did say all that stuff. And then and then I'm like looking at her eyes and I'm like, oh yeah, she really wants to make this stuff. Okay. Okay. So then that's when I said, okay, I'm gonna give her this and and then my son and our family, because then if my if she'll be happier, we'll ultimately all be happier and we'll enjoy the day. So then again, then I know it's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. And so then I had to like going back to your point. Giovanni, then I have to accept that and then fully embrace it. And then that's where I know we're going to big on spirituality today, but they always say cleanliness is godliness. I take that statement beyond that. It's like anything that I do, like do it really well. That's what it means to me. Like do it really well. Like, and I, I learned from reading some Hindu books, like they have a saying in India that they treat every person you meet, like any guest, they say a guest is God. 
just think about that. If that's your perception, so like if you meet anyone or you see someone coming that that's God, like what, how are, differently are you going to act, right? That is, and so then in that mind, then it's like, okay, do the best you can. And, and then it, it did help, Giovanni. As soon as I released all that and let all that upsetness go, because I did get upset. I did not want to go. And then when I let it all go and I just enjoyed it, I think it took less time. It felt like it. Like I was gone like maybe an hour and a half. I don't know, maybe almost two hours, like all the driving around, getting through the store, waiting in line, all of that it was a good while. But I got home and I actually felt refreshed. Like I felt fine because I let go. I think if I would have kept my body tense, been angry, I would have been exhausted, right? Like I would have used all this energy and then I would have had nothing left to be with my family for my son's birthday. So I'm, I'm curious for for all, all of us, how do you start noticing this? I know like for me, the answer is slowing down, but I, I mean, you know, like there is a resistance to all this because we've been taught to like plow through or like suck it up kind of thing and like, you know, just deal with it. But how do you now, like speaking now, like if we were to give like one tip each, if each of you had one, how do you how do you navigate this now? Like what would be your best tip for someone listening? If they, they want to reach for a goal, like whether it's getting something for their wife, like my story, or they want something in their life and then it's just not coming the way they thought it was, like what, what would you recommend? I was just going to say, like, think about what that thing is. Like what is, what is the thing you're reaching for right now? Or what is the thing that you want so bad and you're really pressing towards it? And think about how you can maybe take a step back and just allow for what's to ha come. And maybe it's like, what's the big thing in your personal life? What's the big thing in your career that you just, you want and you're reaching and reaching so bad that like maybe you're, you're grabbing too tight. And then just to think about like, okay, how can I just take a step back and allow for this to come into my life and not necessarily by the way in which I, I envision that it might. So I don't know, just think of some specific examples of what you're going for. And then how can you apply this? How it goes? Let us know. Let's know what happens. Yeah. Are you saying too, like, how else can you get there kind of thing? Is that adding that yeah, to what I guess you're saying? So. I mean, yes. I think being, for me, when it, this came up, it was like just more general openness of like, okay, let's just see what happens. And maybe not trying to figure out the second path because you're again you're not wanting to necessarily take away from the first like in my home example I we've been searching for so long and I finally found what felt really good like in terms of a neighborhood and I thought this was my house and then it turned out that was not my house and it was probably for a good reason I think there are reasons but it brought me to the neighborhood that I wanted and now we're in our house and I know it's meant to be our house so working on making it our home, right? <laughs> it still feels like a house, but, you know, so I think in that case, I wasn't trying to come up with a plan B and because maybe, again, just being open to whatever is meant for you. Maybe it's thinking of other creative ways. Like maybe if you've been pushing for something for so long and like it's not coming and you've been reaching for it, then maybe that tactic won't work. I think that's more for the immediate, but maybe then it is time to start reaching in a different direction. 
So, I mean, we've given a lot of great stories, like what it's meant for us, how it's shown up for us. But I think like the tactical thing that someone can do is just go, okay, what's happening for me? Or like, where is this showing up for me? And where can I either just turn to allowing or then maybe turn to like a new reach? I like that. And and thanks for expanding because I think it made it even more clear. And it is definitely a theme of what we've been saying. But uh, what I heard is to continue to reach for what you wanted. So when that house didn't work out, you kept reaching, but it also brought you to the neighborhood. So it, it, it comes back to that allowing. Instead of being attached, switch it to allow and let and let uh, when the things don't go the way you want, then it's a sign to look elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you, Stephanie. Giovanni or Melissa, what do, what do you think your biggest tip is? So actually this was right before you asked the question, I had just written something down and it was very similar to what Stephanie was just saying. But what I wrote down, actually I just switched it up because of what you just said, but it was reach for what you want and release any attachment of outcome. Essentially is what I boiled it down to. But that's yeah. Right before you you even asked that question, like I just was writing that down. I was like, okay, that's kinda what it is. Like seven years it's just like whatever your your goal is in mind, like reach for it and go for it and release release that attachment of what the outcome should look like. And then I think that kind of takes away from needing to choose a different path or anything like that, right? Because then it opens it up to whatever path is laid out in front of you, right? Like this is kind of popping in my head right now, but maybe we have like one path, but that path just changes or transforms as we transform, right? So it's not like we're not, we don't have like these multiple paths to choose from, but we have this path in front of us and it can change in a split second of what we want, depending on how we are, right? In the moment, right? So if we are reaching for this house and we release any um, attachment, I really like that word attachment to the outcome, then it's like, okay, I want, I want a house that feels like a home for my family in a neighborhood that feels like our neighborhood. Well, then that like opens it up to being a lot of different things, a lot of different options for you, but you're still on the same path of wanting a home, right? So that, I guess that's what it is. So I'm going to say it again. So release or reach for what you want and release any attachment of the outcome to the outcome. Yeah. I think this is so hilarious because I literally wrote down some things as well and this is what i wrote and so we're all actually saying i think the exact same thing but um, i wrote down visualization and affirmation release the attachment practice mindfulness and letting go so you can trust the process and embrace the detours and enjoy the dance Uh, setbacks and detours are part of the journey so cherish and relish in them because they're not all bad yeah in fact it's just part of it right it's yeah it's absolutely i think it, our attachment going back to that word the joint is what makes it feel bad because we thought we were going to do the heavy d and you just can't <laughs> oh my gosh i can't wait to see steve do the heavy d well you know the heavy d it's not like the fanciest dance either it just takes up a lot of floor space Heavy D, he was a big guy, so that's why he had a big dance. <laughs> yes. 
If you want to see Steve do the heavy D, come to come to more business, more life. Yes, Oklahoma in November. He'll do it yeah. at the event. I'll Whoever do, comes, I'll do it at the event for sure. For <laughs> sure, I love it. Gotta show up. <laughs> anybody that's at the november more business more life then you get to see the heavy d i better practice i'll have to pull up the original and make sure my technique is good oh <laughs> uh, this is too good like i i love what we're saying you know and the younger part of me wishes that i would have known this sooner but then in the same regard going back to this topic i w- that was this was my journey this was my dance and if i had it so good at a younger age, I wouldn't even probably be on this podcast. I'd be like, what's everyone else's problem? Life is fantastic, right? I had to I had to go through all those times to realize these things and be passionate enough to tell you about it because I know that life can be better and you can have it too. And these are the ways, right? This is all of what we discussed. It brings it to more ease in our life. And no part of this, just to be very clear, no part of this discussion from any of us are we wishing anyone to give up on their dreams. In fact, it's the opposite. Strive for your dream as best you can and then release the outcome. As Giovanni said, release the attachment to that outcome so that you can arrive in just the right way that you're meant to and trust that the universe is guiding you. That The reason that you're having detours, as Melissa puts it, the reason that we're having things come up, or as Stephanie said, that the house she thought didn't work out is because her perfect house was waiting for her. And, you know, if you would have forced it through and kept making offers until that person said yes, and you got that house and you would have been in the wrong house, like what would have happened, you know, like, or you don't get a house at all because it's like not that one. So then we're grumpy pants. Well, if it's not that one, I'm not getting any house then. Well, you know, not that's not imitating Stephanie. That would, I've done that in my life. It was like, oh, if I can't have that, then I'm not going to have anything. You know, like, well, what a little boy I was. Right. <laughs> right. So, so this is, this is it. Reach and release. Reach and release. Be a fisherman. Fisher person. Catch and release. Like catch and release. Yeah, never eat. <laughs> never eat. Pick and put it back. So, well, this has been a beautiful discussion. Please share with us what you took away from this. We love to hear those aha moments, and then also what questions you have. What other topics would you like us to talk about? Please share on social media. Let us know, and specifically on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast. If you could just take two or three minutes and kindly give us a review. It's not just for us, it's for our mission. Our mission is to help as many people live the freedom they desire. And in by you sharing this podcast, by you writing a review, you are helping that mission. So if you care to help other people have their freedom and you think that you've gained value from this podcast, please uh, share and, and review our podcast and then please connect with us. We are truly here. We really want to make a difference in people's lives. And your interaction is so welcome. So please do reach out to us. And so we'll end with a lot of love and reminder to choose gratitude and create freedom. We'll we'll see on the we'll we'll share on the next podcast and look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenoplaton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenoplaton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenoplaton.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.